Hi, welcome back to the Little Pod Pack podcast. I'm Morgan Butcher, and today I'm here with Kaylee Bontrager. Some of you guys may know her, some of you guys may not. Today I have a few questions for Kaylee. So welcome, Kaylee. Hi, thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right, well, I grew up in northern Indiana in Napanee, and I grew up showing pigs, cattle, and sheep, although I didn't show sheep for very long because I'm allergic to wool and lanolin, fun fact. Um, I started showing pigs when I was three, um, but I'm a third-generation showman, so my grandpa, Ronnie, he showed cattle, and then my mom showed cattle and pigs and sheep. And then my brother and I showed pigs, cattle, and sheep as well. Um, but then I, you know, I was a 4-H, 10-year 4-H member, loved it, was really involved. And then when I graduated high school, I went to Purdue University where I majored in agricultural education and really loved it. That's how we got to be friends, right? Because I lived with you a little bit while I was substitute or student teaching at Carroll um at Flora and had a great time that's when we became buds and you were a little baby nugget and now you're so grown up I can't believe it yeah (laughs) once I graduated from Purdue I got a job as um, the junior activities coordinator for the national swine registry so I was there Um, I held that position for a little over a year, I believe, and then um, I moved into the role of director of junior activities, and I was there until 2017, and really enjoyed working there, had a great time, learned a lot, and had a lot of amazing coworkers, and met a lot of great people in in the industry, and then in 2017, I moved to Arizona, I just wanted um, some change in my life, and so moved across the country, and I absolutely love it, and um, now I do all things next level, and whether it's creating educational resources, booking camps, and coordinating those camps, um, and then additionally, I do virtualstockshow.com, so I manage those shows um, and work with county and state and national shows to organize their events online, so that just kind of happened in March with COVID. That was a great introduction. So, what did you do at the... Now, next question is, what did you do at the NJSA? Yeah, so um, the first year that I was there, I was uh, more so in charge of... I ran... My goodness, it's been a second since I remember all that I did there, but I was in charge of, like, our online store and all the shipping. I worked on all of our, like, our leadership conferences. Um, Some, you know, I helped plan and coordinate some of the shows and basically went to the shows and just made sure that they happened. I made, like, the silent auction and the calendar sales and all of that. Um, But then when I moved into the director role, I was... um, mainly in charge of like World Pork Expo and Summer Spectacular and NYLC, the National Youth Leadership Conference, which is the best. You should go when you turn 14. Um, It's a really great time. I loved hosting those. And then I was in charge of the junior board and so I and all NJSA related sponsorship. So lots of things I did there and I really enjoyed my time and and still friends with a lot of my coworkers and old bosses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was good to learn about the NJSA.
What do you do at Next Level? Um, that's another great question. You know, what do I do? I mainly, um, I create all the educational resources. So our online store, we have all sorts of flashcards. Um, the single decks are for showmanship. And then we have some three-level sets that are more so like Skillathon and Quizbowl. Um, some interactive banners and all that fun stuff. Um, but then I also coordinate like all the logistics for our camps i work with our counselors who are amazing and i'm glad to have them on board um and i basically go to all the camps to make sure they get set up and run them throughout the weekend so i'm actually um in oklahoma right now in my hotel room i got a camp this weekend and then it's my last camp before christmas and as soon as uh, monday is here i am in full-blown christmas mode so pumped about that that's you put together all of the sh like the camps and stuff and um you organize everything that's going to happen so when what did you want to be when you were like my age because go for it i didn't mean to catch up sorry um because i don't maybe you did want to be an organizer <laughs> of livestock camps when you're younger but I'm guessing you didn't, so. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I have always liked organization, and that stems from my mom liking organization. So I do like planning things, but it's really funny you ask because the last time I was home, I cleaned out my room there at my parents' house, and I found a paper that I wrote in seventh grade in careers class. Oh. <laughs> And I wanted to be a chef. I wanted to live in New York City, and I wanted to have my own restaurant that I owned with my husband. <laughs> I was cracking up reading this paper, and I owned it uh, with my husband, and then we raised cattle. So I thought I was going to be a chef in New York City and live on a cattle farm. So... Question. Big, I always say. Question. Um, how were you planning to live in New York City and have a cattle farm? Well, if there's no New York City, maybe it's just gonna work there. And actually, um, there is there are cattle farms within an hour train ride in city, so seems feasible to me. So she left me to go to Arizona. So my question is, why did you leave me to go to Arizona? You're dramatic, as always. I did laugh really hard um, thinking about answering this question. And it has nothing to do with you, you little drama queen. I have I'm not saying you left for, you left because of me. You just left me. <laughs> Maybe I did leave because of you. Did you think of that? <laughs> Don't make that face. Okay, so I just, I didn't want to live in Indiana anymore, and it's nothing against Indiana. It's just I had lived there forever, and I wanted to see what else the world had to offer. So here I am. I've lived in Arizona for three years yes. now, and I really like it. Like, I really, really, really like it. <laughs> Come visit me, and you'll see. I live close to the Cubs Spring Training Stadium, so that's it. I think you can sell your crew on that. Moving on. Oh, all right. <laughs> How did you come up with the components of the show camps? 
Yeah, so actually, um, my uh, friend out here, my business co-owner, Jeff Maynard, he had already mm-hmm. been putting on for a few years. So oh. um, they're in Arizona. But what I did when I first started going to the camps is I just took notes. I watched and I saw what he had in place. And I took that and then we kind of worked together to come up with drills and things we could do to have more of a set schedule. But it really just stems from we want to focus on giving kids the tools to be successful starting at home. So a lot of training uh and drills that they can work with so that by the time they're in the show ring, they have the confidence they need to be successful. <laughs> well, um, so I, I actually went to one. I've been to two of her camps. Oh. And um, so I, they were fun. Um, the first time was not as fun because... Oh. I was sick the first one. Oh, you were really sick. I felt like you were really going in on me there. (laughs) No, but the second one was fun. And I liked the food. I I did like the food. But I liked when we walked the beach balls as pigs. Yeah. I did listen pretty well. I I think I did listen. I think I did listen. No, I done it. the beach balls. They listened better than the Yep, they listened. They listened real good. The look you just gave your mom off camera (laughs) really cracked me up. What is your favorite livestock show? Yeah, so growing up, my favorite livestock to go to was the Team Purebred Junior in Springfield. I absolutely loved going there. It was just really fun, and all of my best friends were there. And then I liked it so much, I ended up being on the Team Purebred Junior Board for a few years. And then... Um, I went to work for the NSR, but I still always loved that Team Purebred Junior Nat. So, definitely that one. And then I would also say North American, just because it was fun to get to take a break off from school and to go down and show and shop and see all my buds. What did you love about the Team Purebred show? Uh, the thing that I liked most about that summer show is, for sure, all of my best friends were there. I mean, really, we were all pretty much Birkenstock folks, um, and I'm biased, but I think Birkenstocks are the best, so I liked showing those animals. I put a lot of work into those animals. I liked going to display them, um, and then, yeah, seeing all my friends, and then we would go go-karting. I don't know, just a lot of really fun things we did every year that just kind of hyped it up, and then we always just had an amazing time. Where do you see the livestock industry in 10 years? 10 years, that's a long time, right? Um, you know, that's century? a good question. I'm not sure. Um, I do think that, like, if this year has taught us anything, that things can change pretty quickly. We're able to adapt. So I think that whatever starts whatever happens or whatever we face in the next few years that we'll all come and adapt to make sure that we're still able to, you know, show off the work we've put into our project. So whether it's a virtual show or there's just more smaller shows, you know, we just grow and adapt to that. But um, I do know that the growth and the involvement will still always be there because we're resilient 
and you saw that this year with people still trying to find a way to make everything happen. So I don't know what's going to be in 10 years, but I'm optimistic that it'll still be going strong and giving kids an opportunity to show. Earlier this year when we were all in quarantine, she did some virtual shows. Yes. How did you think, like, how did you make that all work and how did you come up with that idea? Yeah. That's a really good question because I meant to say that that's part of my job at the beginning is I do, I'm the CEO of virtual stock shows. So basically what happened was at the beginning of April, we just kind of saw that things were starting, uh, shows were starting to have cancel and all of that. And so we worked together. There's a team of us that just were kind of put all the parts in motion um we found or we have an excellent platform and organizational system to keep everything coordinated well um and basically i hadn't been as busy as i <laughs> as busy as i was um from like april to june let me start over the busiest i've ever been was <laughs> from may to june just because it was non-stop with having shows coordinating though but then working with all the judges and fun stuff so i was not i was not uh i was not ever bored during quarantine were you ever bored during quarantine not really (laughs) um why do you think it's important to get kids involved in showing livestock that's an excellent question um i think that teaches great life skills at a young age so Just responsibility is huge, organization, time management, um, and it teaches you to really have to worry about something other than yourself. So I was always thinking about my animals, and you realize that it's not too hard to care about other things, and just teaches you as you grow to take care of those around you. You answered my um, question, so I have one more question, and then we're going to switch roles, and you're going to ask me some questions. Oh, no. One more question. (laughs) Who's the coolest person you have met in the livestock industry? That is a really good question, because you, in the questions they sent me ahead of time, you didn't say livestock industry, and that's fine. But it turned out that the person that I thought of was already in the livestock industry. I was trying to think of somebody really cool <laughs> that I met, and I couldn't come up with anything. Oh, except- good. Okay. Okay. So, but definitely, and he will hate it if he ever listens to this, but Brian Arnold, I just think he's the coolest. He'll still text me every now and then um, saying, Bon Trigger, have you heard this song? And it's, I can hear him saying it to me, so... He's just so cool. You would know that he is like a music buff galore. He just, I want him to have a radio show, so let's make that happen. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you and him should have a radio show. You know, I'm not sure that I to be involved on it, because all I do is, is giggle. <laughs> have you? I've just been cracking up the whole time. Mainly I'm watching you fidget, girl. <laughs> fidget city over here now it's time for roll switching time <laughs> so you just want me to ask you a few questions yeah. right. so all right i got a few piled ask, up right here ask away ask away excellent what's your favorite livestock show kansas city kansas city why 
Well, because it's fun. Of course, it's an eight-hour road trip with my wonderful family. Memories. Memories. And then also, they have cheesecake on a stick. Oh. With chocolate <laughs> drizzled on top. And also, um, it's really fun to show there. And then uh, afterwards... I had, afterwards, if you win the guilt show or if you have, like, a reserve or a champion, you get to go to the sale, and you, like, the very first year, it was a great one, and it was, like, Colby had a champion, and I had a reserve champion, so that was really good, and also, they have, I already mentioned something about their cheesecake, but they did have really good food there all together, not just mentioned twice. If I you were there, I stayed away. Well then. <laughs> All right, next question. <sighs> What's the last book you read? Last book I read. It's called Rachel Val Unfriended. Do you like reading? Yeah. Some Do books. You? Well, like if I it's if it's a good book I like it, but if it's not right. like if I'm not into it, I'm not like a big fan of reading it. Like right well, now, right now I'm reading this book. Ooh, I like that ballerina. Oh, Misty Copeland. Yeah, I like her. It's called Life in Motion, an unlikely ballerina. It's about an, uh, the as the first African American principal American principal dancer in American ballet theater history, Misty Copeland has been a constant game changer in yeah. her illustrious career. Night. Yeah, no, I know all about who Misty Copeland is. I've I've seen videos of her dancing. She's very talented. There's another like- book in this series that I want to read. If My mom will get it for me. Do you like ballet? I like dancing. Yeah, me too. You should see the Nutcracker in, in Chicago. Let's think ahead to the future. We'll go to, I'll meet you in Chicago around Christmas time. High five for that. That's going to happen. So, moving on to the next question. Oh, from, from me. <clears throat> um, what's your favorite subject in school? Either, because we have this thing called Genius Hour, and it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Like, originally, my plan, it's, this is how this, my podcast started, but I ended up doing something different for my Genius Hour. Now I do videos of me making food. And I've already done it. I've already done it, so I can move on. I have one more video to film, and then I can move on to my next Genius Hour project. Look at you. Genius hour going good for you then, huh? Yeah. It's really fun. What? And then I also like science and reading. Mm. Not a history fan? I yeah. know a lot of history. I'm sure you do. Because of my brother and my father. They, they history nerds? Me too. <laughs> Me too. So it's all right. We don't judge them for that. Whenever we have like... Whenever we we have this game called Trivial Pursuit, whenever we play it, 
whenever a social studies question comes up, Dad and Colby, you don't want to go up against them. You just don't. I do. I'll take them on. My mom is kind of just like, hi, when we're playing that game. She's just like, hi, I'm here. Hi. <laughs> don't, it's probably because she knows that y'all will fight if she gets too into it, too. Sure. Sure. If you're anything like our family, that's why my mom would take a step back. <laughs> Feels like you're pretty similar to ours. Our family. You're Maybe. Similar? Yeah, probably. Some weirdo. What'd you eat for Thanksgiving? That's that's my last question. I don't have any others. So I had turkey. Ooh. Corn casserole. Nice. Oh, love corn casserole. Cooked, like, baked corn, boiled corn, whatever it is. Something like yeah. that. Um, and then my grandma's famous rolls. Ooh. And then she makes this thing that I, I got to cut up the hot dogs for this. You take the hot dogs and you take, like, barbecue sauce, ketchup, brown sugar, and you let it, like, boil for a little bit so it gets into, like, a liquid. And then you cover mm-hmm. the hot dogs in it. It's like a little baby sauce, yeah. like a little sausages. Yeah. So, what other questions do you have for me? You know, that's really, that's a good question. Um, what should, this is my last one because, so when you asked me the coolest person I ever met, I initially thought the coolest thing I've ever met, and I've met Fiona the Hippo at the Cincinnati Zoo, and hippos are my favorite, and that's what I first thought of. <laughs> Sorry, Arnie. <laughs> Fiona the Hippo. <laughs> so that's my number one, is Fiona, but my question is, what's your favorite animal, and are you obsessed with them like I am with hippos? Pigs. The, I, there's three different animals I really love. All Pig, right, let's hear. Actually, four. Pigs, four. goats, horses, and cows. All right. Bo- boring, but I'll accept it. <laughs> After insulting my favorite animal, a little mad, but we are going to move on. Oh, uh huh. Okay. What would you <laughs> tell someone? I have a few more questions for you. Oh, what I would you it. tell someone standing, starting out showing? Um, to ask for help. I think that it can be really intimidating when they first get started. So find somebody that they can look up to and uh, that they feel comfortable with to ask for help and to be open to learn and grow. And just so that they know it's going to be a lot of work, but it will be worth it in the long run. Yeah. Who should, so I have my mom and dad. So who should you elaborate on if your parents don't have a background with, yeah, who should you, (laughs) who should you ask for help if your parents don't necessarily know much about livestock and that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, 4-H leader, that's probably a good start. And if they'll know people that they can put you in contact with, um, my 4-H leaders were amazing. And so I was really lucky to have them. Um, ag teachers, I think they can really 
help you out a bunch. And if all else fails, you know, you can call your, like Purdue has the 4-H extension office, give them a call and just maybe ask for some guidance. I mean, there are resources and we have lots of um, people that we can search online or resources that we can use to find help online. But I think if you start local and work your way out, that'd be helpful. That's a great idea. <laughs> Do you have any closing comments? <laughs> closing comments. Hmm. Well, at all of my next level camps, I give a presentation on goal setting. And so I guess I feel really strongly about the importance of setting goals for yourself. And so I guess my final comment is, Mm -hmm. set goals dream big you can literally do anything in the world that you want to as long as you're willing to put in the time and effort so yeah 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 why are you looking like a weirdo setting goals are important you know their goals are really important to set yes so you should set them too make your parents do it with you what was your favorite livestock project? What was your favorite 4-H project that was non-livestock? I actually didn't do too many of those because livestock was pretty time-consuming. Um, but I baked, and I really like to bake. And so I baked all 10 years. Um, and one year I went on a like trip to Chicago through 4-H, and we went to a glass blowing company. And so I blew like a glass cup. And so I put that for each one year. But outside of pigs, cattle, and sheep, I only baked for all 10 years. Too bad I didn't have your mom around to help me sew all that time, you know. I, I'm done with sewing. You're done with it? <laughs> Stick with it. You're tough. Then you can make your own cool clothes someday. Like, look at the benefits of being able to sew. I wish I could sew. I think you can do it. Stick with it. So, do you have any other questions for me? You know, or I comments think or comments oh, or comments. You know, I don't have any questions. Comments are you are such a cute little drama queen, and I appreciate you giving of me to interview me for your podcast. <laughs> okay. So on my podcast and being my favorite and telling taking time to let me interview you today <laughs> love you kaylee <laughs> thanks for tuning in to the little Bob podcast join us don't forget to join us next week